Oy, oy, oy. This again? All right. We were live. Hello and welcome to 28 Things Later. 28 The Things Later. Oh, yeah. We, we gotta get their search the term SE, right. The SEO is, is important. <laughs> Don't listen to me, guys. Today is February Saturday, February 5th, 2020 also. And uh, we are in a different recording location, and it probably sounds a little different. Don't worry. It's still us. If you burned our blood, it, it would just burn. Yeah. And... We have our very first guest. Pew, 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 pew. Co-sponsor of the show. I am the fruit of his loins. Please welcome <laughs> Albert Wellbell. Hello, Sam. Hello, Jam. Thank you for inviting me to the show. It's quite an honor. Thanks. Thanks uh, for watching the thing with us and for being our first guest. Oh, it's yeah. nostalgic. I haven't seen it since like nineteen eighty-three. 80, 83? You, did you, you said, we were talking about this earlier. You said you saw the movie in theaters. Theaters, yeah. Where did you see it? I saw it at the, at a theater in Northbrook called the Edens Theater. And it was kind of undeveloped all around it, so it was sort of in the middle of nowhere, but it had a great following. And it was such an interesting theater because of the architecture. It was really, uh, you know, 60s, Space Age uh, style, mm-hmm. a hyperbolic, parabolic design. And uh, the base of it was round, but the roof was unusual. Yeah. And like most roofs that are Space Age and unusual, leaked all the time. But it still was fun going there to watch movies. And I saw a lot of great movies there, including this one. How much did a movie cost in 1983? That's a great question. I'm thinking it was like uh, $275, $3, <laughs> something like that. That's insane. Yeah. I think the cheapest movie ticket you can find now is probably $5 at a repertory theater. Yeah. I used to go to this great theater in Shoreline, Washington, called The Crest, that would show movies that were about to go out of theaters. Yeah. Um, it would be like their last run. Uh-huh. And you could get a ticket for 3 or $4. Yeah. But the seats, it was kind of a crapshoot. Uh, one time my parents went to go see Lord of the Rings there. And they sat in seats that did not actually support them at all. And they had to kind of do a squat the entire movie. And they were like, our calves felt crazy after that. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that sounds incredibly uncomfortable. Yeah, the ideal movie-going $3 experience. Yeah. <laughs> well, the Eames was high-end. It was really more expensive than any other theater. Mm-hmm. And it was, you know, the, the auditorium where the screen was was also different because of the layout of it yeah uh so it was a big deal to go there it was it was also you know the the date night theater where <laughs> did they have like different kinds of concessions there as opposed to a lower end theater uh, no they just charge more for <laughs> what they sounds like a, a cmx theater like the ones that they built in wheeling and the ones that are now at old orchard that oh, replaced yeah. the uh, what was once Regal, then became, or was originally Lowe's, then became Regal, then became AMC. 
right? cautionary tale yeah. or maybe maybe it was regal last before it was cmx but that we were talking about this in the car on the way over that theater in skokie uh, at Old Orchard was the one that had the poster that said Revenge of the Jedi as opposed to Return of the Jedi. That's cool. Um, yeah. Interesting. And now it's a, a, a bougie theater where you have to be 18 or older to buy a ticket. Really? Yeah. Not because mm-hmm. they show like pornos or anything, no. but because that's the clientele they want to attract. They hand out cigars huh? and scratch tickets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, you can you can get drinks there, but you can get drinks at an AMC. So, I don't know. Anyway, we're we Chromis, I know you're editing this far in the future away from us, but uh and we we're going to send you the file. Chromis is holding down the fort right now. Yeah. Actually, our I think our whole building is just animals right now cuz our <laughs> upstairs neighbors are out of town, so our building right now is just a dog, a cat, and a snake. <laughs> so if if this uploads before we get home tonight, uh you can ransack our place. Oh. <laughs> It'll be fine. Um what Oh, Chromis our editor, please drop in the segment stinger here. It's time for a regular right, segment. Dad, it is time for our first segment. Regular segment dash check in. How are you today? Doing well, thank you. Okay. Uh, have you done anything interesting today? I did. Uh, I shoveled the drive, and because we're getting a new refrigerator on Monday. Yeah. Nice. I, yes, I shoveled the um, little sidewalk. Alongside of the house, and if you had noticed the patio. I did notice. I figured that that had been done earlier because we'd been getting so much snow. No, I just needed a path for the uh, for the fridge for the, for the guys delivering the fridge to be able to walk through because it's a thirty-six inch fridge instead of thirty-one. So it won't fit through any of the doorways except for this one. Oh, my oh. God. Oh, you meant, you meant behind the patio, not the porch. Yeah, no. Oh, wow. Yeah, but for listeners at home, behind us... Listen to these flagging the pa- blinds. The patio. Yeah, if you can hear the blinds. The patio uh, looks like... Did you did you shovel or did you use the snowblower? I shoveled. That's hardcore. Yeah. What compelled you to shovel? Needed the exercise. Makes sense. Uh... Jam, how are you? I'm doing okay. I'm pretty sure I missed my anxiety medication this morning, so my head feels a little bit weird. Rip. But I'm doing okay. I took some ibuprofen. Uh, I drank two cups of tea and two-thirds of a beer while watching the thing. Yes, a lovely Maccabi all malt. They want to make sure that it, they that you know it is all malt. Nothing but malt. Uh, and, and only the finest barley selection. We also earlier together, the two of us drank, uh, seven eighths of a key lime pie bang. If I had realized at that point that I hadn't taken my anxiety medication today, would not have drank the bang. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, what's, wait, what's the bang? Bang, it's a super high caffeine energy drink that they advertise as being good for your brain and your body. It's made by a crazy man named Jack Whack. (laughs) And he he lives in South Florida. He only wears Uh white pants. 
he has an enormous <laughs> house. I don't know exactly oh, where it is. Worried about what you were going to say. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> and he he built his own home gym, uh-huh. and it and uh, they he comes up on an episode of How to with John Wilson for this season, and John Wilson like goes to his house, and you get to see the gym, and it just it like there people are talking about it as if it is some architecture marvel but it is it just looks like an export fitness <laughs> yeah like it just looks like a gym um but cool that he has a gym in his house i suppose he just records really like close-up videos of his face while he's working out saying like if you ain't banging you ain't hanging yeah and the uh all of the products like all the bang flavors are all uh the the mart the the labels are all very bright colored, um, tr- allegedly not, but trying to appeal to kids. Like and, us. Yeah. We're both 19, as established previously in the podcast. Goo goo gaga, we are 19. Um, and the, the the names of the flavors are, uh, how would you describe it, cutesy? There's there's a chocolate one that the flavor is called whole lotta chocolata. Wow. There's another one that we tried that's called unicorn sparkles. Uh the birthday cake was pretty good. And the chocolate one is good too. But I would say thumbs down on the sour candy flavor, sour yeah, patch kids. Sour heads. Didn't like it. Uh thumbs down on purple haze. It tasted like bubble tape instead of weed. What's up with that? Oh really? <laughs> yeah, you wanted it to taste like a like a grape. I wanted it to taste like a Jimi Hendrix song in your mouth, and it just it just didn't. It just tasted like I was licking a blunt wrap. That's interesting. What about uh, how did it make you feel? Though? Like, was your heart pounding? I like the way they make me feel. To be quite honest, they're mostly they advertise it as having super creatine. Which is like a water-soluble version of creatine, which from... I haven't done a whole lot of research on it because I don't want to go down the rabbit hole too deep. But from what I've seen, super creatine, like making it water-soluble makes it worse less and less effective. Oh. And creatine in it, in and of itself doesn't have any... Uh, real traceable effects on the body, but it sounds like creative. So exactly. it must. Well, was kind of a uh, like a weightlifter. Yeah, yeah. They right? they say it's a they they market bang as being good for your brain and your body. So there are oh, a bunch okay. of like marketing videos of Jack Owak, uh, like working out and then drinking a bang, and <laughs> okay. he looks bad. He's he's in his fifties, I think. It and seems like he, he looks, might not ever drink water. Yeah, we're we, we're pretty convinced he doesn't drink wow. water, and he only drinks bang. Okay. Um, that yeah. Doesn't sound great. No, it's not. But that's your check-in. That's how you're doing. Yeah, I I had the bang. <laughs> I had some water, and I also had a Maccabi all malt lager. Um, it was it was good. Should we get into the movie, or do you want to get into our next segment? I'd say let's get into the movie and then do the final segment uh, after that. Okay, so 
We watched the movie. This was our fifth consecutive viewing. A coincidence that we're watching it for the fifth time on February 5th. <laughs> this is the fifth time that the burning map is featured at the top of the show. <laughs> um, that's an inside podcast joke. Yeah, it's something only real pods would understand. Oh, I got to know. Anyway, I still like the movie. I still think it's very good. It still holds up day in and day out. It is beautifully lit. Uh, Kurt Russell's face is great. Uh, I can't remember the name of Copper's actor, but his uh, face. Richard Dysart. Yes. His face, always great. Mm-hmm. Dad, how, do you, how, did, how did you feel about this? As your first viewing in, what, 30-some years? Right, yeah. Great. I, I like the movie originally. Yeah. And uh, earlier I was, I was talking to Jam about uh, suspending disbelief for this movie because some of the things, like the, I said, the Molotov cocktails, which were so explosive. Yeah. Which that wouldn't really have happened and some other things. And at the first watching of it, I don't remember ever analyzing it like that before. Yeah. Because we were sitting down, you know, to watch it for that specific reason, I really looked more carefully at kind of the special effects and how all that was done. Yeah. And uh, I didn't even question, you know, how the wiggling tentacles and all those things were made, you know, but cutting back on that and trying to think of how that would work, and we talked about it a little bit while we were watching it. Yeah. It was, uh, it was a different experience completely, and it was still entertaining, though. I mean, it didn't, it didn't damage the entertainment value. And, of course, Kurt Russell is... The best. The best, right? Would you say that you are a fan of John Carpenter in general? Oh, yeah. No, we, you showed me Big Trouble in Little China right. when I was, like, 10 or something. Right. Well, you had to start somewhere. So. E- exactly. <laughs> but that was, that was the only Carpenter movie I had seen up until, the, un- up until summer 2021 when uh, I watched all of them for no particular reason. Um, Jam, how did you feel about this watch? I, um, yeah, I agree with the sentiment that, like, we, like, no matter how much analysis we put into the thing, it doesn't make it less enjoyable and less, like, gripping as a thing to view. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, no matter how much you, like, are like, wait, wait, what's the mechanics of, like, who was where when? None of that really gets in the way for me. I agree. Uh, the The first time we see the thing emerge from Jed the dog, it freaks me the fuck out. Every time? Every yeah. single time. You do a full body shudder, it seems. It's so gross. <laughs> it, like when the meat flower opens and the skull falls off the tongue and the tongue's so... just whipping around, but it's still Ugh, barking. It's so bad. It's, it's incredible. It's so just horrific. Um, the moment where Bennings turns and has his endless scream still is effective. Uh, but Mac, I'm not a prisoner! Still good. Wilfred Brimley just being like, I don't want to be out here anymore. You gotta get me back inside, don't you understand? Wait up, man. Didn't you hear me? Also great. I expected uh, him to, uh, when he was talking about all that, I really 
had this image of him also saying, and I want my stapler back. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, what is his name? Uh, I've never even seen that movie, and I know, you know that it's Stephen a joke Root. from Office, Office Space. Space. Yeah. Stephen Root, who plays a character named Fuchs in the TV show Barry. So we're bringing it full circle. It's still connect. Stephen Root is tangentially connected to the thing. Right. Good save. Thank you. <laughs> it, as if this podcast needs uh, direction. Mm-hmm. Uh, was there anything else that we wanted to bring up or discuss? It was different to see it on a different TV. Yes. This TV, it's bigger than, than the one that we are normally watching on. Probably by like 10 inches, would you say? I don't know. I thought it was the same size. The image just felt different. Dad, do you know how big, the, how how large this screen empath? is? You're an intuitive <laughs> empath. How big? This one is fifty. Okay, so oh, yeah, you it, it's, it. yeah, it's, it's, it's a ten inch difference. They're the same size. Ostensibly, yes. <laughs> five five inches on either end of the diagonal. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> um, was there anything else we wanted to bring up? Uh, five things in, still thinging. Still thinging. We haven't, we haven't watched it in a different, we haven't watched it with a commentary yet. We haven't watched it in a different language. And we haven't. That's an option? Hell I think yeah. so. I Let's gotta watch check it the in disc. Spanish. Let's see what the dub is like. <laughs> yeah, that would actually be interesting. And we haven't watched it with captions yet. And we haven't watched a different movie yet. Yeah. Tomorrow might be our first different movie. We yeah we'll see how it goes. We'll see if we can talk Nona into watching the thing with us. Yeah, uh, and we might have two guests in a row. Wow. Well, what a wealth of tent guys. True. And that brings us to our next stinger from Chromis. Get your tail ready. Insert stinger. It's time for a regular segment. All right. It's time for our regular segment number two. MVG. Who's your most valuable guy? Over the course of the movie. Kurt Russell. McCready? McCready, All right. Solid. That's that's solid. Jam, who's your MV guy? Wait, I want to hear why. Oh, oh, yes. I mean, even though it's kind of obvious why. (laughs) He he was solid throughout the movie. He never got infected. As far uh, as we know. Oh, that is something I wanted to bring up. Sure. Do you think that Childs is the thing at the end of the movie? Yes. Okay. Interesting. Do you have, like, any theory, or is that just uh, your gut? His just utter calmness. Mm-hmm. That even if he's discovered 100,000 years from, from now, there, yeah, that he'll be able to, you know, be thought out and evil again. Yeah. That's fair. He knows global warming is coming. Correct. He's right. ready. Exactly. <laughs> Which then makes this movie a prequel to 2021's The Tomorrow War. <laughs> Stretch. <laughs> yes, I haven't seen that movie, but I've seen enough trailers of it that I think I know the whole movie pretty well. You'd be surprised. Really? Yes. So you think that it's a great movie? I don't think it's a great movie. I wish we had more middling sci-fi blockbusters. There's like just that, not enough sci-fi. The movie, there. yeah, the movie cost not the thing, but the Tomorrow War cost two hundred something million dollars, uh-huh. and uh, made virtually no money because Amazon bought the distribution because they 
didn't think they would get a return from putting it in theaters because of COVID. Um, and it's just like, it's, it's not great. There's a good movie in there somewhere, I think, but I wish we got three of them a year, you know? How would you compare it to the Tom Cruise time travel movie? Edge of Tomorrow? Edge of Tomorrow, right. I haven't seen Edge of Tomorrow yet. It is on my list. I thought it was going to be a terrible movie. It actually is a great movie. Yeah, and, and they're... I'm surprised more people don't talk about it or... They're making a sequel. Oh, they are? It's, oh, yeah, it's... Do you remember how, like, the tagline was Live, Die, Repeat? Yes. And that was, like, confused to be the title of the movie? Correct, right. So, I think... As far as I understand, the title for the sequel is Live, Die, Repeat, Live, Die, Repeat. Or it's like Live, Die, Repeat again. Or Live, Die, Repeat, Repeat. It's something, right. it's some play on that. And that is just that they're totally changing the title of, or the the naming right. uh, convention for the franchise. I hope they don't make trucker hats with that on it. <laughs> live, Die, Repeat, Live, Die, Repeat, Live, Die, Repeat. Um... It's and, like that, and bacon, and bacon, and bacon, and yeah. bacon shirts. Right. <laughs> but, like, more nihilistic. <laughs> oh my god, bacon! Who's your most valuable guy, Sam? My most valuable guy this time... So far, it's been... It was Windows, it was Copper, it was Nalls. There's one other guy that I am forgetting. I feel like uh, you did Wilford at one point because oh, of yeah. the Ava connection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so can't be any of those guys yet. I'm going to go with Gary. Gary's my MV guy because if Gary wasn't there... If Gary the, wasn't such a fuck-up. The movie wouldn't happen <laughs> if Gary wasn't there. We wouldn't yeah. have this movie to watch Ugh, based on a true brain. story. So yeah, Gary Gary is my MV guy. It had to happen eventually. I thought it I I was wondering when I would pick Gary and I'm happy that it's now. Have you said your MV guy? I'm going to have to go ahead and say Blair. He hasn't been my MV guy yet. Um and is obviously a tour de force and he believes the voodoo bullshit. He definitely does cuz he doesn't say anything. Um he that scene in the tool shed with um where he's hung up the noose as like a threat. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. And he's like, I'm all better. I'm all better. I want to come back inside. Like that scene will never not just be great. It's like I don't normally think that uh a noose is a object that can ever be used for comical effect. And I would works. say that's the only instance I can possibly think of in which it works. Would you say it works for both comic and dram- and dramatic effect? Yeah. I would agree. Um yeah. Dad, do you have any any closing remarks? Closing remarks. Uh I think the beginning of the movie yeah. was really interesting because the Norwegians were really in a panic. Didn't know who they were because they didn't really speak to each other. Mm-hmm. You know, throughout it, they were trying to kill this dog, this husky that was running. Yeah. And so a lot of suspense built up as to, you know, what's going on there and why they want to build, why they want to kill the dog. Get to the, the Americans, you know, Kurt Russell's crew and 
that whole thing blows up, literally blows up. Yeah. The helicopter blows up and all that because they're just in this constant state of panic. And then the dog is like uh, all, you know, licky and lovey-dovey. And so you don't really understand that that dog is the central, you know, mm-hmm. evil character in this whole yeah. thing, you know. So Yeah. And he's really able to surprise. slip through the cracks. And he slips through the cracks. And like you say, every time, you know, the creature explodes from this dog, it's like, Horrifying. Horrible. Horrible. Newly yeah. awful. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Because it's a dog. And we love dogs, right? So Man's best friend. Man's best friend, except not in this. This is another okay, this is something that we'll probably talk about again, but I want to bring it up right at the end. Is the movie 1982's John Carpenter's The Thing a story about the arrogance of man? That, like, we tried to go to Antarctica, a place where humans do not live and theoretically are not supposed to live and have tried to observe and report and build maybe not a society there, but have tried to... Definitely not a society. Yeah, but they've tried to, <laughs> they've tried to take, uh, take the land as theirs, It's in a way. I would be interested to see how much that plays into the original the thing. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, that doesn't... Yeah, like, it might still be an influence on this one. Mm-hmm. Because the Norwegians also fuck everything up. Yeah, like, I mean, ev- it's... Everyone fucks up on a colossal scale. And it's like, we shouldn't have even... It's attempted not, to put our feet in this water. It's not like a strategy problem. It's not like we approached it wrong. It's just that we're human beings. Exactly. And no matter what approach you take, this is probably what's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but human be- right, human beings always are interrogating their environment. Uh, and also, we're always adapting our environment. Instead of Instead of adapting ourselves to be able to live there, yeah, we adapt. We adapt our environment, right? We build shelters, have heat and air conditioning, and mm-hmm. you know all of that. So we're closed. Yeah, so. and I mean that uh, desire to transform our landscape is pretty thingish, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's exactly. Uh, yeah, I it's mean, just like we, whether if we get to another planet, then what would we do there? Right? Exactly, we would try and terraform it, and it would be. A total thing situation. <laughs> Just like another another instance in human history where we went to a new, quote-unquote, new place and tried to make it, make it an extension of what already had existed, from what we thought had already existed. Try to assimilate into the smelly, bloody, writhing collective. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I can't put my finger on it exactly. I don't, I don't exactly know what it's getting at, but there's something there, I'm sure. So, no prime directive. <laughs> no, no, definitely no prime directive. We were talking about this Last night when we were watching it? Yeah, this movie breaks so many Star Trek rules. Yeah. <laughs> so many. Which we will probably watch Star Trek episodes based around the thing. Uh-huh. I think there's two at least. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we will get to those when we get to them. Dad, do you have anything? Jam, were you, you were going to say something? I was just going to say, it's taco night. 
It is Taco Night Out on... Oh, that's a different song. Uh, that's a Sloppy Boy song, not a Don't Stop or We'll Die song. Anyway, Dad, is there anything you want to plug? Are you on social media? Are you making anything? Do you want people to know about you in any uh, substantive way? Do you have any patent numbers? <laughs> uh, not that I can divulge. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> uh, I would say that I'm at Alps on Twitter. Yeah. That's about it. I'm not on any other social media platforms. Okay. Using my real identity, of course. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> other than that, that's, that's it. Uh, cool. And Jam, people can buy art from you. Is that correct? Yeah, you can buy art from me on my Etsy uh, slash Wormy Orchids Art. Or uh, you can hop on my Patreon and let me send you things. Um, I won't self-destruct this time. Uh, the 15-plus tier includes postcards, stickers, um, and a zine of the month. The $30 tier, which is really for champs, <laughs> <laughs> um, includes all of those things plus a um, 5x7 print every month. And the $5 subscription technically is just a mini-zine, but if we're going to be real, I send a lot of stickers in that one as well. And the stickers <laughs> are good. I currently have a gyroid sticker on the back of my phone case right now. It's holding up pretty well, I'd say. I would agree. Um, and you can find me at freepooponline.gov. We will see you tomorrow! The snow and the guys, the guys and the snow. Bum bum. Bum 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 bum.